We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And in studio with us now to start it all off, we have Tom Casey. If you've been listening for the past several weeks, you'll know that last week on the program, we had Nicholas Stankovich here. Nicholas is one of those people running against Chris Collins in the Democratic primary, or in a Democratic primary, to challenge Congressman Chris Collins. A few weeks before that, we had Sean Bunny in. Sean is another one of those that says he wants to run against Chris Collins as a Democrat. Democratic primary showdown coming up. And the third person in all of that race is Tom Casey. He's here now. Thanks for joining us, sir. Glad you could come on in. Well, glad to be here. Thank you. I think in a case like this, although maybe not so much you because you have run for office before, but I think in a case like this, uh, a lot of people just don't know who Tom Casey is. So let's start with the quick 30-second bio. Oh, boy. I'm environmental engineer, designed wastewater treatment plants in particular. Um, some of them across this district, uh, Warsaw, Akron, Batavia. I, I've worked with the people in this district for many, many years, father of Four children I'm most fortunate to have, grandfather of six or eight, eight almost, I should say, uh, in the next coming months, and a volunteer with many, many parents, children, veterans. I'm not a veteran, but with veterans groups. Um, so I had a busy life, very fortunate, and it's time to give back. Now, I, I mentioned that people may know you because you've run before. <clears throat> Twelve years ago it was, you ran against then-State Senator Dale Volker? Yes, I've actually run five or six times now, but three of those times were against Dale Volker. Um, long time ago, once against Jack Quinn for Congress, um, and a couple times in primaries for either State Senate or State Assembly, where I primaried within the Democratic Party. You do know that this district that you're hoping to capture is kind of Republican. Oh, yes. <laughs> they I, say that it tilts uh, Republican more than many other districts in the entire nation. I have worked with Republican boards um, all my life, and I have some wonderful, wonderful people who've supported me, um, from Jim Woodruff in Genesee County, um, Tom Perry, who just passed away, who was an amazing person who built up Perry Ice Cream, but... Republicans I've worked with, um, known for 40 years. There yeah. is um, talk of trying to find a Democrat who could be perhaps a little more moderate, especially in such a conservative district, yeah. especially where you have Congressman Chris Collins, who yeah. positions himself as a conservative. On the spectrum of Democrats, where would you place yourself? Um, uh, real conservative Chris Collins, number one, mm -hmm. Or Western New York Peace Center number ten. I, I and I know have, you've done work with the Peace Center, so that was a loaded question. I <laughs> have, forgive me. I have been an immense frustration to Republicans and Democrats. Um, they love me and hate me both sides because I have strong, very strong conservative positions. Um, I am a fiscal conservative, having been a businessman off the wall. I've had socially conservative. Um, positions on right to life and school freedom for parents. And I've also had strong left-leaning positions um, on poverty. 
and part of my running is my strong belief the founders of our country were they had very strong conservative and as one Vietnam veteran in Canandaigua I'll never ever forget kept reminding me hey we're Democrats our founders of our country were liberals they had many liberal positions so I think the people in the center um, hold strong both conservative and liberal positions, and I definitely paint myself as an conser- independent conservative Democrat. Contrast yourself to the other two guys running, Nicholas Stankovich <laughs> and Sean Bunny. I, you know, to be honest with you, I we talk a lot. I haven't compared their positions to mine. I've been busy getting my web page up. Um, I know all I can say for sure is I know Nick and I have talked and we're we're very, very concerned about the impact of income inequality on democracy, as was George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and a whole lot of other leaders. Poverty is an issue in such a big agricultural district? It it is, surprisingly. There's there's rural poverty um, and even opioids with it, which, which just sort of shocks me that they, they've been able to permeate the most rural of areas. Um, poverty has always been a rural concern uh, as well as obviously a city concern. What do you think is the number one issue in the district? Uh, t- to me, I-, I think it's America's direction and America's future, which is a um, not something you can speak about concretely, but I, I think people are concerned about our country and where it's going and, and whether we're following the, the incredible gift our founders gave us. Um, they just gave us an incredible vision that was unique for the world, radical. Uh, I think people are concerned we've lost our way in that. Um, Aside from that, uh, I think that the jobs have some of the strong usual concerns um, of taxes and jobs. I, I mentioned this is a pri- uh, uh, I don't want to say primarily, but extensively rural district. Talk about some of the agriculture or farming issues you see being brought to bear there. Um, is there a need for any change at the federal level, how they deal with farmers? <laughs> yeah, it's... That's it's a broad question. We, we've got three kinds of farmers. Um, there's probably more. Got dairy farmers. They have existing price supports for milk, but th- they're the price they're getting for milk in some cases literally has almost not increased in 40 years. Um, so there's there's actually more recent with the change in the market. There's been some oversupply. So th- th- there's a lot of what I'm mostly concerned about is the small family farms. Um, th- they're being overwhelmed by some of the bigger farms that can compete a little better because they can go after federal money others can't get. Um, so I-, I think price supports, I- as far as for the dairy farmers, the, the vegetable farmers, um, one of their big concerns is getting enough workers and good workers. I was and, going to prompt you if you didn't go there because and, all of your opponents and the incumbent have, have addressed the I, idea for uh, some sort of new worker visa program. You would concur? I Oh, my gosh. I have a friend, third going on fourth generation vegetable farmers, who have worked with the same people for 30 years. And within the past year, they had a raid on their farm where they ordered the owner of the farm 
off his own property. He said, I'm an American. I was ordered off my property. They're disrupting my work. They're interfering with it. And he said, why are they coming to me? I've, I check everybody who works here. I've had some of the same people for 30 years. He said, I need workers, good workers, to get this off. So it's a major, major concern. Talk about guns. Again, it's a rural district. <clears throat> yep. I, guns, I strongly, strongly believe every law-abiding citizen has a right to own guns. But there's almost always a but. The, the, the but is people in our country, as I remember from a Navy commander I once read and I really respected, he said people also have a right to life and they also have a responsibility to use whatever they have responsibly. So I I feel there is, and the term's been used, maybe overused, common sense laws that should be applying to the use of guns, such as locking guns up. I had a child who almost lost his sight playing with gunpowder at a friend's house when he was too young to really know any better. So I, I think we need some type of laws, and, and we need laws. Um, I support background checks. We need to keep guns out of the hands of terrorists and other people who are dangerous. What happens now? Talk mm. to the degree that you've about mm. the uh, the amount uh, the degree that you've interfaced with the party. Uh, have they pretty much said that uh, you and Mr. Stankovich and Mr. Bunny mm. are the three? And now it's just a matter of winnowing it down to one. They've kept us completely informed. The eight county chairs of who has thrown their hat in the ring, and, and, and right it, now it is those three. And right now it's down to those three. Um, and they've kept us informed, and they've also made it pretty clear we're going to let you guys go and see how you go and who has the best shot at okay. this before we make our endorsement next February. Do you think this is too early to start that process? Oh, gosh, no. It, well, if you asked me that 10 years ago, I would have said it's way too early. At this point, it's maybe too late. <laughs> Things have gotten so overextended politically in our country. All right. We are almost out of time here. Uh, what one particular piece of information do you want to leave people with? We we need to, I think, return to the values of the founders of our country who, who passionately believed in the people. They weren't perfect, but that a democracy should be run by the people, not major special interests, not money, which is not people. All right. We've got to get back to listening and serving the people. All right, very good. Tom, thanks for joining us. That's Tom Casey. Thank you. One of the three people running for, uh, in a primary, uh, presumably once the petitions are out there, once they get them circulated, uh, running basically for the right to challenge Chris Collins coming up in November of 2018. The other two candidates, Sean Bunny and Nicholas Stankovich, you've heard on previous programs here. When we throw Tom's audio up on the website, we're going to put the other ones up there with it, too, in case you, so that you don't have to hunt a couple weeks back. You'll get them all together here at WBEN.com. We begin with Sean Bunny. Sean announced this week that he is running for Congress eventually next year against Congressman Chris Collins, and he's with us now to talk a little bit about that. Good morning, sir. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Give me the 30-second bio. Who is Sean Bunny? Um, I, uh, I grew up in East Amherst, New York. I went to Williamsville Public Schools. Um, I, uh, I, after I graduated from Syracuse University, I was accepted into officer candidate school in the U.S. Army and was an infantry officer. I, I'm a graduate of Airborne and Ranger School, and uh, I, after that, I was a uh, platoon leader and company executive officer in, in uh, the 10th Mountain Division and uh, served in Iraq from 
2009 to uh, 2010. And I went to law school back here when I got home, and uh, I've been a prosecutor for the last three years in the Erie County District Attorney's Office. And uh, I'm, I'm married to uh, my wife, Mary. She was a, uh, a nurse in the Navy and is currently in the uh, Navy Reserve. And we have two little boys. And I'm actually uh, got to run out the door soon to take the older one to hockey practice. Tell me why you're running. Uh, Chris Collins is someone who obviously this past week brought in the likes of Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, the district is pretty Republican. He's got a lot of strength in some regards. Why are you running? Well, I'm running because I believe in public service and because I really don't like how mean-spirited Washington has become. Uh, when I grew up in the Buffalo suburbs, I learned the, the values of, of fairness, toughness, and compassion. And uh, I brought those with me to uh, to the Army as an infantry officer and to the district attorney's office when I was prosecuting cases. Um, I don't think that Chris Collins is representing the best interests of best interests of Western New York. And um, you know, I think I've I've fought and served for everybody in this community already. I want to do it in Washington. When you say that uh, he's not representing the best interests of Western New York, contrast yourself. What is it that he's doing that you don't like? What would you like to do? Well, for starters, uh, the, the House health care bill that, um, that he was championing would have decimated rural hospitals. Um, it also would have decimated nursing homes. He's not doing anything to, to fix the, the problems of the, um, you know, to bring premiums down uh, for health care. The Affordable Care Act was, was a good first start. Twenty million people nationally were, were covered, including people with pre-existing conditions. Um, but I would work to, to bring premiums down here. Right now, Chris Collins hasn't been doing that at all. He's, uh, he's been trying to, to divide um, the local population with wedge issues. Obviously, there's a big difference between A, name recognition, and B, fundraising. Talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as my own? Um, yeah, uh, contra- well, again, contrasting you to him. Oh, okay. Well, you know, he's, he's always going to have a lot of money, um, so, but that really doesn't scare me all that much. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, I've, I've been going around and talking to friends and family for the past several months and since I declared this week. Um, I've been getting a lot of support out there. I've also been getting a lot of, uh, of good wishes from Republicans and independents. It's, it's been very... Uh, it's been very eye-opening how uh, dissatisfied people in the district are with Chris Collins. And as to fundraising, you know, if I get uh, my message out there, I, I'm pretty sure I can do uh, I can do a good job of of, uh, of uh, getting support. Why now? The race isn't for another year. Uh, well, I wanted to start early. I wanted to start um, uh, getting out there and talking to people. You know, obviously, I this is the first time I've ever, ever run for office before, but I wanted to make sure I knew all the issues down cold. Um, I want to go to every single part of the district, and it's, it is a big geographic uh, area, and uh, and know you know know more about what's going on in uh, in various parts of the district. So I think that. Um, you know, the earlier you can start, the, the better you, you can have a handle on both the issues and, and uh, the problems facing the average Western New Yorker. To what degree have you had any interface with the Democratic Party? What have they told you uh, in regard to your candidacy? Um, I have spoken to, you know, the, the county chairman of, of uh, mostly the eight, eight counties that are uh, included in the district. They're a little bit more focused on the uh, on the, the local the local elections for for this year that are coming up in in two weeks, but they've been encouraged. I mean, they they uh, 
they've seen my background, they've they've heard me talk and heard about what issues I care about, and they I think that they're uh, they'll they'll uh, they'll be open to to my candidacy. By all accounts, it's a pretty conservative, very Republican district. Do they need a Democrat? And I'm, I'm talking more about the primary now, if there ends up being one. Do they need a more moderate Democrat? Where do you stand on the uh, liberal conservative spectrum of Democrats? Well, I mean, I, and I said this the other day when I was talking to somebody, I'm not, I wouldn't really consider myself a liberal or moderate or conservative. I mean, I'm a Sean Bunny Democrat. I see things through my own, uh, my own value system, through my own, um, you know, my own priorities. Uh, I, I think that the, the district needs somebody who's shown that, that uh, they would serve a greater purpose than themselves. And I don't think that's happening right now with Chris Collins. Um, but I, I also think that the, uh, the typical uh, labels of liberal, conservative, moderate, uh, populist, I think all of these things have been uh, kind of blown up in the last couple of years anyway. So I, I, I see things through my own prism, and I, I think I can do the best job in this district. Are there any particular issues that would uh, kind of help me triangulate and figure out what a Sean Bunny uh, Democrat is? Uh, is, sure. there, is there something where you are... Uh, out out of the mainstream of Democrats, perhaps? Um, well, I don't know. Uh, out of the mainstream, it's, it's a very uh, diverse party. But um, if you're, you're asking me about the issues I care about the most, um, I think that we need to bring manufacturing jobs back to Western New York and the Great Lakes region in general. Um, I think in, in the past half century, our, our region has been left behind economically, and um, it's, it's vital to bring back that good manufacturing base. Um, I'd like to see a an infrastructure bill out of Congress to immediately start uh, building roads, bridges, and rail. So you know you have construction immediately, which means you also have uh, you have construction immediately, which means you have jobs, and then you have a uh, a place for businesses to to transport and ease their supply chain. Um, the other thing is healthcare. I you know I think that the Affordable Care Act needs to be um, improved but i don't think that i think it was a good first step it's a fairly rural district to my mind that means uh, i have to ask you a little bit about farm issues and a little bit about guns uh where do you stand on gun control well when i signed up to, to be an infantry officer in the army i took an oath to defend the constitution and the rights of all americans um i i you know i believe in the second amendment i am not um i you know most of my family are, are hunters on my on my wife's side. I'm not uh, criminalizing my uh, my father-in-law for being a hunter. I'm not criminalizing anyone who wants to keep a a uh, gun for um, for self-protection. Um, I do think that bump stocks, for example, need to be um, need to be regulated. Bump stocks turn semi-automatic uh, weapons into 240 Bravos and saws. Like those are machine guns that only only infantrymen should be in possession of, but um, those are that's where my views are on, on the gun control issue. I will I will absolutely defend the Second Amendment. Is there something that uh, the government should be doing for the farms of the district right now that they're not? Well, I know that um, I, I I thought it was interesting uh, a few months ago when um, President Trump sent the letter to the I think it was the Ontario government and the. Uh, and the Trudeau government in Canada and uh, Senator Schumer um, agreed with him as far as the, the milk prices going. Um, yeah, the Ontario milk prices. I, I think that um, 
you know, it, there's always uh, there's always issues I need to look look up and look more closely. I think farm issues are something I'm still trying to delve into. Um, but you know, this is a very uh, rural district, as you said, and the dairy farmers make a very uh, you know they're a very important part of that. Um, I know that uh, immigration issue with um, as far as migrant workers go, that's something that's a, that's a very important to dairy farmers, and I. I Look forward to, to learning about more about those issues and how I can help anyway. All right. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Dick. That's Sean Bunny, a Erie County District Attorney, prosecutor, former Iraq War vet, someone who has announced that he is running against Congressman Chris Collins on the Democratic line. Once again, another week and another person saying that they will run against Congressman Chris Collins as a Democrat. There's actually a three-way primary shaping up, maybe even more than that. There have been reports this week that the governor's office is still recruiting candidates to try and run against Collins. But in the meantime, we already have at least three people that say they're running. A couple weeks ago on the program, even before Election Day, you might have heard Sean Bunny. He's a former assistant district attorney in Erie County. He's from East Aurora. He was on the program saying he's running. Next week, we'll bring in Tom Casey. He's someone that's run for state Senate before. He's running. And then if you go a little bit further, remember, too, that the Collins District stretches all the way from Buffalo off to Canandaigua. If you go a little bit further out toward Rochester, in Mumford, there's a guy, Nick Stankovich, who is running. He also says that he wants to uh, try and make things work out there and be the winner of the Democratic primary. Let's talk to him a little bit. Nick Stankovich, thanks for being here this morning. Oh, yeah, my pleasure to be here. Um, definitely, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad we can make this work. Talk a little bit about why it is that you're running. Uh, um, the simple answer is I don't see, currently I don't see our elected officials fighting for the future that we all need and deserve. And is that a specific commentary against Chris Collins, would you say? I would say it's more on uh, the overall the overall uh, picture of politics. Because think of it this way. Um, we're not in our situation because of things that happened yesterday. Um, it's been a long haul, 30 to 40 years of, of horrible politics on both sides, Republicans and Democrats, that got us to a point of, everyone's digging in their heels and we're not getting anything done that our communities actually need and talk, fighting for people in our communities. Talk then a little bit about issues. What, what is undone? What, what do you represent or bring to the table? What would you like to see happen? Yeah. Um, well, specifically for our area. So we're the third largest uh, dairy producer in the United States with the number one Greek yogurt producer. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of farms, a lot of hardworking farms. So one in particular is the problem is how do you or how would farmers recruit immigrants legally? Because if we're the third largest dairy producer and number one yogurt, um, we have businesses to run. And if you can't secure a labor force, you're going to have a hard time running a business. So we, one in particular. Do we need to reform the visa program? What What do you suggest there? Yeah, so specifically is um, uh, the H-2A guest worker program. So right now it's seasonal, and uh, that does not cover milking because milking is a year-round year occupation. So uh, just expanding that out to a year-round work, uh, that is a, a quick fix. 
um, and it it shores up, it makes whole the farmers, and also it gives um, a peace of mind to the the labor force who work on the, the farms. Um, and on top of it, it saves us money because it reduces uh, costs on the government agency. Before you challenge Chris Collins, you would obviously have to win a primary. Talk a little bit about that process. I know the, the primary is, is usually a situation where different candidates vie to carry the, the Democratic banner or the, the, the banner of their party, as it were. Um, so, so with that in mind, I, I ask, why are you a Democrat? What does being a Democrat mean to you, and why would you want to carry that flag? Um, let's see. The reason why I'm going, uh, you know, ha- having that Democrat attached to my name is um, I was woken again into politics. I've never done insider politics stuff. I've always done volunteer and helped out where I could. But the reason why I'm actually trying to get involved is um, I want to change how the parties run. I want to change how how the Democratic Party went away from the people. Because you got to remember, Democrats are the ones that have created the eight-hour workday, the weekend, um, allowed women to vote, fought for, um, you know, our black population to vote. So, and it's back to what I was saying earlier, over these last 30 or 40 years, the Democratic Party went away from the people. Um, I'm personally, I don't, uh, as a, as a business person, I've, I've, uh, organized and run five different entities. And currently I'm, uh, helping my parents run the Genesee country and bed and breakfast out here in Mumford. And, uh, we're doing some fun things. You know, we created another, another entity, which is in the wool business. And then we're investigating hydroelectric power that will take our business off the grid, but then um, potentially would provide electricity for maybe a dozen or two dozen homes in Mumford. I'll get to your bio in just a second because there there is some interesting yeah. stuff there that I know you want to talk about. But but let me just sure. go back for a quick second to to the whole concept of uh, of why you're a Democrat. This this district, as pretty much everyone knows, uh, has been gerrymandered a little bit. It's uh, seen yeah. as one of the most Republican districts out there. Uh, are you therefore? Yeah able to run as a more conservative Democrat? Do you picture yourself as a more liberal Democrat? Where are you on the spectrum of Democrats? Yeah, if, I, if I'm going to have to use some adjectives, um, how about a fiscally responsible progressive? And you're okay with being that in a district that is as conservative as it is? You think that'll work, I guess is what I'm asking. Well, yeah. Well, okay, so look at one thing that's always been a, uh, a hotbed point, um, health care. OK, uh, we all need it. This district is an aging population. For me, I believe health care is a human right and it is a fiscally responsible program to get into. And what I mean by that is currently right now, the ACH is uh, forty nine billion dollars and it's some of the cheapest health care we've had up to date. And that's over a 10 year period. If we go to a single payer like a Medicare for all or and the other ideas that are floating around right now, that drops that price tag to $32 billion in a 10-year period. Now, it's still a lot of money, but that's a $17 billion saving. And think about the opportunity cost, what you could do with $17 billion, like pay off the debt or, or help pay off the debt or um, fix the roads, 
have actual fast, reliable internet to our rural communities. Um, so I, at heart, I, I, I'm a firm believer in economics. Um, I believe that if you spend more than you make, you have a hobby. If you make more than you spend, then you have a business. It's a fairly rural district. Where do you weigh in on the New York State Safe Act or gun control, even on a broader level uh, in the national scene in Congress? Yeah, um, well, uh, I was in rifle club when I was in middle school. So I went to the Iroquois Central School District, so I had the opportunity to learn at a very young age uh, gun safety, gun maintenance, how to shoot. Um, and then from there, of course, uh, growing up in these rural areas, uh, shooting 22s with uh, with friends in the backyard, and um, yeah, got to the point that I had a you know I have a gun permit. We have a shotgun here at the house. I'm I'm pro Second Amendment. I'm I'm okay with guns. This is where this is where I'm at with guns. Is uh, if, and this is my simple answer. If you're a, if you're a terrorist, you shouldn't have a gun. If you're mentally ill, you shouldn't have a gun. If you're a domestic abuser, you shouldn't have a gun. Now, if you don't fall in all those three potentially violent categories, then enjoy your firearm. But I'm at a point now that you can't even go to enjoy a concert without looking over your shoulder. You can't send your kids off to school and not even guarantee that they're going to come back. And you can't even kneel down and pray at church without looking over your shoulder. So I think it's time for some common sense gun legislation that doesn't affect people that actually enjoy the sport, um, but then it actually puts some controls in with individuals that um, are terrorists, are mentally ill, or domestic abusers. And lastly, as I said, we'd get to uh, the biography, as it were. For those who don't know you, who is Nicholas Stankovic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good question. Um, okay, so who am I? Um, I'm a business person, uh, entrepreneur. Uh, born and raised in Western New York. Um, I was born in Kenmore, grew up in Elma, went through the Iroquois Central School District, did my first two years in college at SUNY Oswego. Uh, my main sport, I was a swimmer. Uh, ended up graduating from University of Florida with a Bachelor's of Science in uh, uh, Natural Resource Management, Environmental Studies, and Business Administration. Uh, my path took me out to uh, California, and there I got an MBA at Pepperdine University uh, with a focus on entrepreneurship, uh, strategy, and leadership. And they uh, they really drove home on, under the lens of business uh, servant leadership, um, which I think is coupled perfectly into being a public servant. Um, but from there, I had an opportunity to to you know run my first company for around 12 years. It was a swim school. I taught kids how to swim, and then over the years, uh, as my client base grew, um, I was able to hire around six people every summer. Um, and then got into different types of uh, tech companies, and then was able to help out a couple of of companies that that people that I knew uh, were running. Um, one in particular was copiers and printers. It was a, you know, a very, a very boring, stagnant, you know, stagnant uh, organization, but um, it was ripe for innovation. So in one calendar year, uh, this company was, was doing around 4 million year over year for about 20 years. And then 
when new ownership took over and then, and uh, I came in, helped out in one calendar year, we went from four to a little over $10 million. Um, and that's just by creating different revenue streams. So there's a lot of opportunity out there. And this is how I see the world as an entrepreneur, as somebody who subscribes to uh, business because I think it's fun. Um, is I guess, I guess that would be the takeaway is um, I view myself as a business person who is uh, a community builder. And lastly, before we go here, what kind of interface have you had with the party? Uh, I assume there will be a primary. Uh, there are at least two other candidates that have talked about and announced that they're running. Uh, what happens next? Give me a sense of what they've indicated to you in that regard. Oh, I, I have, um, outside of outside of me uh, reaching out to them, uh, like barely zero help um, or anything like that, um, just trying to build relationships with uh, the different uh, county chairs, and, um, you know, showing up, because half the battle is showing up at events, um, half the battle is, uh, you know, being available. And uh, for me personally is I'm just trying to meet as many people as possible. And, and for me, it's not about the parties. Um, and, and that's why my message is resonating. Um, I'm, talking with, I'm talking with rural farmers here. I'm talking with my neighbors. I'm talking with, with um, you, know, you know, other community leaders and residents of towns throughout our, our blue region, you know, was the, the four full and, and four partial uh, counties that District 27 carries. And it comes down to the fact that um, people want change because they're not seeing, they're not seeing it from, and, and I'll start this way. They don't care, I believe, ultimately, if, if you have a D next to your name or an R next to your name, um, if they don't have, if individuals don't have a reason to vote for you, they're going to default to what they've been doing for years. But what I challenge is the status quo. It's like, how has that been working this last 30 to 40 years? And this area has had Democrats, this area has had Republicans. But it's time that we start putting people first. It's time that we have an economic development uh, system that is around people that equals jobs. And we have infrastructure projects that actually help us that equals jobs. It's time we start conserving and investing in our environment, being proactive, because that's going to that's gonna save a lot more money than being reactive, uh, that equals jobs. And right. I think if, if you lead with people, this is my last point, if you lead with people, you will always end up on the right side of every issue. All right, very good. We are out of time. Thanks for uh, spending a little bit of it with us this morning. Perfect. Thank you, David. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.